0: Hello, Trash Future listeners. Please enjoy this preview of our most recent premium Britnology episode, in which we discuss the 2010 teen dramedy series, Skins. Also, just FYI, we've unlocked a Britnology episode to the $5 tier, in which we watched a Dave Courtney movie, and we've also unlocked our discussion of the Tom Hardy film Legend to the free feed. Both of those episodes are linked in the show notes. Thanks again for being a Trash Future listener, and I hope you enjoy we've spoken about this a lot on the show, but like Britain is a low stakes
1: country and that is, and that is what is very much comes across in this show. I mean, I remember like, again, being at a sixth form college, I remember they were definitely like, some of my friends were like weed guys and they were constantly having like minor run-ins with the cops because they smoked so much weed and were always smoking it on the street. But, like, nothing ever... I mean, you know, preface, they were white, right? But, like, nothing ever happened because, like, Britain, right? Like, it's just kind of like they they would always, like, they'd see the cops coming and they'd just, like, flick the spliff away and it's like, what are you going to do? And
0: then the cops were always like, I'll get you next time. I had friends, I'm amazed they didn't get caught more often, but, like, I had friends who... They decided to quit the swim club that we were part of and swim for a different club, even though they were they were going to be on the same high school team. And that may not make sense to European listeners, but basically the club was like a year round thing. It was affiliated with United States Swimming, um, but the high school team was just if you attended the high school. So you know you could you could swim on a different club in the off season or in the the, the club season and then compete for your high school team. Um, and that's what these kids opted to do because it was cheaper and they didn't like the coach. And I realized a sort of change in their personalities over the course of a couple of months. And what I came to realize it was, was that uh, th- these two guys who had done mm-hmm. this to go swim at this other club, they, they would carpool. So one, one of the two of them would drive every day to go get up to be at 5.30am practice. They would get up and they would smoke weed on the way to practice, on the way back from practice to school, at lunch, on the way to afternoon practice, and on the way home from afternoon practice. So they were smoking weed five times a day Crazy. as like 17-year-olds. Simply and, blazing it. And that's the thing is like, in some ways, I think that Britain's tolerance and acceptance, tenuous, uh, but still tolerance and acceptance of casual drug use in some ways makes things better because like because it's not as secretive like it's perhaps easier to uh talk about if you have a problem for example maybe not maybe i'm just hypothesizing here but also like there's an extent to which you don't necessarily have to like live in that binary of sort of I am a guy who smokes weed five times a day every day, or I am a complete teetotaler and I never touch anything. No, sure. I feel like it's kind of treated as more of a normal thing for teen, teens and young people to do here, yeah. and like that can lead to some bad fucking outcomes. Don't get me Don't get me wrong, but like when I look at America and and our very very Puritan way of looking at this stuff, like a show like this, I don't think could. Maybe you could exist now, and maybe some of these shows that people talk about, like I've never watched on TV, maybe they're like this now. But you know, that's the thing is that America might be twenty, thirty years behind Western Europe when it comes to just sort of accepting normal things as normal. And that's the thing I think was was funny watching this was there's so much of it. I was like, I think this is a fair representation of teens and their pro- teen boys' approach to getting laid, to doing drugs, to dating. I think this is a fair representation of parents' relationships with their teen kids. And this could never get made in America, or at least it couldn't get made in America in 2007. And if it was made, it would have to be on premium cable. It could not be on uh, broadcast. You know, maybe it could be on, on, on basic cable. But even then, like, just the sheer, the level of swearing that Tony's dad did, it could only be an HBO show. Yeah, yeah I mean, a great, a
1: great cameo from Harry Enfield there. I was, I was so pleased when he turned up. I'd really I'd genuinely forgotten that he was in this as Tony's dad.
0: I don't know who Harry Enfield is.
1: Ah, he's like a really famous British comedian from like the 90s and early 2000s. Like he had like a load of sketch shows like him and Paul Whitehouse um, used to do a sketch show called Harry and Paul. Um, Yeah, he's like a really, really famous British comedian, but like, you know, like boomer generation. Um, Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of it. Yeah, but yeah, but that I mean I could be a Britanology in and of itself. So let me
0: let me ask let me ask you this question then, Milo, because you know, this is now the, 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 the Briton neophyte has to ask the master questions here. <laughs> like, do you agree with that take that in a way this stuff is not considered as this isn't like shock or lurid stuff to portray when discussing teens because this sort of behavior is more or less considered normal? Or do you think that Britain still falls victim to the same kind of weird Puritan shit that America does? Because I just think that like, I don't think British people necessarily do drugs that much more than yeah. Americans. I think I think hard drugs, yes, just because like hard drugs in America could get you such big jail sentences for so long. That, yeah, British like, people
1: love hard drugs. <laughs> We're not a big weed country, whereas I know the Yanks love weed and the Europeans
0: love weed. America's in the 60s and 70s like young people were probably doing hard, the hard drugs of the day to the same degree as young British people do hard drugs. But I think post eighties, it changed so much. And yeah, I mean like, you know, that, that's, that's just the nature of things.
1: I always find that very funny when you go to Europe and you and it's just like a bunch, all the, all the, like all the, like the cool guys in their twenties are, are all like unironically super into like weed and wearing beanie hats and stuff. And it is just, and it is just like walking out of 2007. You're like, Oh, ha, huh, That's still going on here.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, and they're like, would you like some weed, some ganja? <laughs> I saw a bunch of kids rolling a joint at the this lakeside beach in the Canton of Geneva a couple mm. of weeks ago, and I couldn't tell you if it was good weed or absolute fucking dog shit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So to answer the question, because I know you got to go see Milo, do you think that uh, do you think that Britain the, the kind of behaviors, the stuff that hasn't aged well, notwithstanding, mm. do you think that this would just be considered sort of like? Uh yeah, teens, what are you going to do or do you think that Britain has become more puritan about this stuff?
1: Well, it seems I mean, I I would say the show if anything it seems it seems quite tame now and I think at the time it was it was titillating rather than shocking. I think that was it was very much a show that was like designed to like appeal to teenagers rather than to shock their parents, if you know what I mean. Um and I think that Whereas this was... something like adulthood seemed like the opposite. <laughs> yeah, I mean adulthood was definitely and I think that's that's like an interesting thing to bring up as well, which is like this is very much about like a kind of like bang average, median kind of British teenage existence. Like it's I think like when I meet I mean I grew up like just outside London, but when I talk to people who grew up like in central London, like their experiences of being a teenager are very different because kids who grew up in central London just have so had so much more independence as like younger teenagers and would like be doing things like going to like concerts and bars and stuff like as as you know like 14 15 year olds in a way that just like when you lived in suburban britain you just didn't like you just couldn't do that really in the same way and i think that's kind skins is more about that kind of like suburban i mean it's set in bristol but i mean bristol's a small city um but i remember yeah when i was at sixth form in I, i was in cambridge for sixth form and uh there was definitely like there being a bit more like kind of provincial in a way than Essex where I grew up being that much closer to London. There was definitely like you met more people whose parents were like religious or who were like easily shocked by stuff like that. And I remember that being kind of a tension in that because we had this sort of like big six form social group and it definitely had like the, the, the weed guys and like whatever and like the sex guys. And then, and then you had the slightly like kind of like I have Baptist parents people Um, And I do remember, like, some of the parents being, like, really, like, weirdly aggro about, like, normal teenage shit. I remember once there was this one girl whose parents were, like, fully insane, like, hardcore Baptists. And um, uh, to the extent where she had, like, a four-year-old sister who they were, like, training to be a genius. Like, unironically, like, you'd go around there and they've got the fucking, like, baby Mozart learning tape things on, like, teaching her, like, fucking algebra at the age of four or whatever. And it would be either that or just, like, mad, like, um, straight-to-video, like, religious instruction tapes. Um, But, yeah, this girl, anyway, it was her 18th birthday. We were all around there. It's me and my girlfriend at the time. And the next morning, there's, like, loads of people there. So we'd sat there having breakfast, but there's, like, not enough chairs. So my girlfriend sat on my lap and we're just, like, eating some toast or whatever. And then um, we go back to her mom's house, which is like up the street, maybe like half an hour later or whatever. And then um, in, the, in the intervening time, this girl's mom has called my girlfriend's mom to be like, Your daughter is a whore. She was sat on a guy's lap at my breakfast table. <laughs> so, like, de- deranged, deranged, like, conservative British parents do exist. But, like, I remember at the time we were all like, That's fucking insane. Like, yeah. Um, that kind of, like, small British village vibe.
0: Whereas I think that um, the thing that's funny to me is that I think that even if parents weren't religious, my generation, to put it that way, I think that if you tried that, tried to sit like a girl tried to sit on a guy's lap at at in front of parents, they would have they would have gotten mad. Like I just think Americans, like they're just we're just weirder about that stuff. Yeah, well, it's yeah, social conservatism, baby. <laughs> Yeah, and then, and that and that and that's why deep down everybody everybody wants to have a, a, a liberated Euro girlfriend who's basically uh look to us British people count even though British people don't count themselves. But deep down, everyone just wants to date Franca Patente and run Lola mm. Run. You know, they wanna yeah, they wanna yeah. have a, a, a hot liberated Euro Euro girlfriend with that's extremely right. bright dyed hair. Yeah. Well, it's Um, that thing in Britain where, like, I think
1: it's it's very socially unacceptable to be uptight and like you still get people who are like because I remember at the time, like her her mom was like really like freaked out by this and was like panicking and like, oh, God, like what are people saying about me or whatever? And I'm like, and I remember saying to her, I was like, no, no, she's the freak in this situation. You don't have to be worried at all. She's the one who phoned you up on a Saturday morning and told you that your 18 year old daughter is a whore. Like, that's fucking weird behavior. (laughs) Like, you're not the one who's weird.